Hello, friends. Today, Margaret Russ joins us. She opens up about what it was like having parents with Alzheimer's and dementia and how she tries to carry on their legacies. Hello, you're listening to the Women of Awe Action, Wisdom, and Excellence podcast. I'm your host, Adrienne Dillard. The Women of Awe podcast is a podcast that celebrates the everyday woman who in her everyday activities has exhibited action when needed, wisdom as required, and excellence as a routine to make life better for herself, her family, and or her community. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode. Margaret, welcome to Women of Awe podcast. How are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Would you mind just taking a minute or two just to tell us who you are, what you've done, and maybe even a little bit about why you've done it. I am a daughter of a person who died from Alzheimer's. So Alzheimer's research or explaining Alzheimer's and getting fundraising for Alzheimer's is one of my biggest passions in life. And so we have a team called Russ's Angels that we started back in 2011. And we walk in the Wilmington Walk every year to raise money for the disease. There are a lot of people who have parents who have had Alzheimer's and died from Alzheimer's, but they didn't decide to do the walk. You know, they don't go on the walk. It's just not something they do. What motivated you to get a team together and start doing this walk? I wanted to get a team together. Even my dad died in 2009. And so before that, I even wanted to do it. I used to go to a 4th of July parade and the Alzheimer's banner would come through and I kept thinking, I got to do that. But when you're living with it and you have someone who has it, it's a little too close for home for you to, you know, you have to spend that time with your person and not worry about the other stuff. And so in 2011, it had been enough time had passed. And so my sisters and I said, well, it is time to do it. Let's just go ahead and form a team and start with it. And I could tell you back in 2011, I I didn't think we'd still be doing it 11 years later, but here we are um, doing it. Well, it's 11 walks, I guess, but 10 years. Right. Well, 11, yeah, 2011, 2021. You've been doing this for 11 years, so you must have learned a lot. But can you remember back in the beginning, were you concerned? Were were you worried? Did you think you were ill-prepared to get this started? I can tell you, it's a pretty funny story. So I got on my computer and I started to said, okay, today's the day I'm going to start this team. And the first thing it says is you got to have a team name. And I'm like, a team name? I'm not going to make up the names. So I'm texting my sisters, like, what should we call ourselves? And so we decided on Russ's Angels. At the time, it was because we were dad's angels continuing his fight down here. Uh, we've now since lost our mom to dementia. So now we say there are angels up in heaven looking down on us. But even that, you put the team together that way, then you had to have a goal, how much money. And I'm like, I don't know how much money. I think we put $300 to start with. I don't, you know, it's crazy that you didn't, you didn't realize what would happen. And then uh, that first year, so many people who either knew my dad or knew someone with Alzheimer's gave us money. And then over the years, you know, unfortunately, more and more people either have it in their family or have someone who's passed from it. And so it just, it's gone wild. And now I usually just put it about $2,500. And then that way I just move it up if we get that high. <laughs> and so That's pretty cool. You start with 300 and now you're moving it up to $2,500. Do you normally raise around 2,500? We started in 2014, we started doing some dinners 
all that is a whole nother thing. You have to get people to give you, you know, sponsor baskets and it, it, it's very intense. And then uh, my older sister, who was my partner in that, moved up to Maine. So now I do breakfasts and that helps. You get a couple of thousand from that alone. Our, we usually get at least 3,000. One year we didn't because I only started fundraising the month before. But we got $1,300 that year, you know, so. Oh, even that, that's pretty good. I've attended your breakfast before and it's, it's crazy. There are so many people there. And you're giving away all these raffle prizes that people and businesses have donated. How did you get all those donations? I had the right people helping, you know, people who had done functions before. And so, you know. That's tremendous. You did dinners and your sister partnered with you in that. Mm -hmm. When you started a dinner, how did you know what to do? I'm a member of Toastmasters, a high performance leadership project. I decided to have a dinner. It was the year that my mom had passed. And we decided to do it and you have the right people helping you. I had some people on my team that were helping me figure out where you have to find the place. You got to get the food, you do all that stuff. And uh, um, my older sister, Marty is uh, good at that kind of stuff as far as the food and all that. So she helped organize that. And uh, we had the first one at the fire or the VFW in Elkton. And we realized as soon as we actually had people in there that that was too small for our group. So then we had to go to firehouses after that. The first one is already too small. Yep. You mentioned your mom had dementia and your dad had Alzheimer's. Can you tell me the difference between dementia and Alzheimer's? Well, dementia is the general term for decline in mental abilities severe enough to interfere with your daily life. Where Alzheimer's is the most common cause of dementia, 60 80% of dementia people have Alzheimer's but it is actually a specific disease and dementia is not. And what Alzheimer's is when you get that, it starts to destroy the memory and other important mental functions of you. So it, it actually starts attacking the brain cell and the cell that connects to the rest of your body. So once those start degenerating and then dying off, you know, you lose a lot of mental capacity um, and functions. About one in three people over the age of 65 will have dementia. And then sometimes it'll go into Alzheimer's. The older you get, the more likely you will have it. You said dementia can go into Alzheimer's. You can yeah. start with I dementia mean, and then eventually it'll become Alzheimer's. If, yeah, if, if you have that route, that'll start destroying the brain cell. Okay. How do they diagnose Alzheimer's? Because there are people who walk around and say, oh, I can't remember anything anymore. I wonder if I'm getting Alzheimer's. How would somebody know that they had Alzheimer's? I don't know specifically how they do. They do brain tests. You know, you have to do memory tests and do all kinds of stuff. And they have them now for you to see if you're, you know, going to get it or something too. You know, my dad had uh, the way we figured it out. My dad always did his own taxes. And one year and it was uh, April 15th and he couldn't do the taxes. And I was living in Bel Air at the time. My mom called me up and said, you got to come up here. And um, so we had to help him do the taxes. And then after that, we kind of had them tested, but right. it used to be, you could only really see when they looked at the brain, but I think they can, they can diagnose it now. Yeah. That's good to know. You don't, you don't want them to have to go into your brain to figure out whether or not you have Alzheimer's. Now dealing with parental illness can sometimes strengthen a family. And then other times it can do opposite. I didn't know you back when your parents were alive, but to me, it seems like your family's really close. Do you think you're closer now as a result of going through all this together? 
don't know. There's five of us. So three of us lived in town. So we kind of dealt with it where the other two are out of town. I think doing the fundraisers and, and doing everything for Alzheimer's definitely makes us closer. My sister does a, a walk now up in Maine when we do the one down here. And my my brothers, you know, it, I think you also, you, you get closer because now you are the oldest generation. There's yes. nobody else above us. So, yeah. <laughs> Just thinking about dealing with parents who had Alzheimer's and dementia. How do you deal with that? when it's both your parents, well, this was happening at the same time for both your parents? No. Yep. Okay. So I think that probably helped a bit since they weren't both in the same you know, situation at the same time. Correct. Thinking about what you had to go through with your parents, both of your parents, could you give advice to others as to how best to deal with it? Maybe some tips on what they can do? I'm pretty passionate about people still visiting their family members or their loved ones. You have to get through the initial, they don't know who you are. They don't know your name. Uh, That's devastating at first, but that's your problem, not their problem, you know? And, you know, I did come home some days and cry about the fact that he didn't know who I was, but then I thought, well, there's some part of him still there. And that's what I would say to everyone. There's some part of your family member still inside that head and that person deserves you to go visit them to hug them i mean my dad wouldn't have known me when i went in the room but he hugged me as if he did his whole life and so to me that was enough memory or some kind of something whether it was just you know you were hugging him so he hugged back but in that moment it was the same dad no. And you have to, you know, I, I get upset thinking about, you know, you can watch a movie or a TV show and they'll say, oh, I don't have to visit them because they don't know I'm not there. I, I think they do. I think even if they don't know your presence is important. So I would say, forget whatever keeps you from there. Just go there, leave it at the door, go in there and visit them and then and leave. And I say that because m- most people, as far as I have seen, who have Alzheimer's do end up in some kind of home. I mean, they forget so much. They can't do, they can't take care of themselves. They can't do things. So um, if yours is still living at your house, then more power to you. That's fantastic. Um, But that didn't happen for, it happened for my mom, but she didn't have Alzheimer's. It didn't happen for my dad. So you had to make a conscious effort to go there and you know, you don't have to spend forever there. Just go there and be a part of it. And that, that, those are memories that you're going to remember too, that, you hugged them and you spent time with them or you brought them their favorite treat, even if they can't remember it, you know that it was. I've heard it said that you kind of meet them where they are. Whoever they think you are, you just go with it because I think it kind of feeds into what you were saying. You're spending time with them. You know what's going on, even if they don't recognize who you really are, but just be there with them. And whoever you are to them, they appreciate you being there and go with the conversations too. Like my dad, he would tell you, of course, the same story a hundred times. Anyone who visits someone with Alzheimer's knows that, but my dad would tell us stories about his childhood that he couldn't remember, you know, when we were a lot, I mean, when we were all growing up or whatever, he didn't know it. And so he would tell us, you know, I took the bike out with my best friend. We rode all around Queens and you're like, what? And, and then you realize that he is telling you a story from that. And so one of our regrets was we didn't write them down because they were awesome. You know, we should have written them down so we could remember them. Um, That's the one I can remember the most. But 
I just cherished it because we were learning new things about them. That's funny. And I'm sorry you didn't write them down. (laughs) Yes, I can relate to that because my dad, let's just talk about your parents a little bit and how they influenced your life. What was the biggest impact they had on you and how you approach your life? My parents were, I mean, probably tons of people say this, but my parents were good people, down, down to earth, help anybody out people. And I try to do that myself. I'm not as good as they were, and maybe because they were partners and I'm a single person, I just don't have quite the same amount of time. But I think I could probably make more time for some of that stuff. But they showed by example, you know, my dad taught his grandkids how to do anything and everything. I, you know, we have pictures of him showing them how to use the hammer and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, they did things on their own, too. And the funny thing was when we were growing up, my mom always said, I have the inside of the house and your dad has the outside of the house. And we we're always like, well, why do we have to clean inside and mow the grass outside? <laughs> you know, but um, they had things divided and uh, they conquered things. And they weren't afraid of anything. That's what's funny too. You know, my dad took a sailboat out on the ocean. I'd be like, no way, you know, stuff like that. I like how you said they were good people. That's a really nice thing to be able to say. That's beautiful. You mentioned going to visit your dad and him not recognizing you. Do you think that was your biggest challenge throughout all this? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, when they, when, um, you know, because my mom had dementia. My mom did uh, live at home. My sister uh, was her primary caregiver. Yeah, I didn't. It's just knowing that your parents have that. And there's research out there that says if you have a first degree relative that had Alzheimer's, that there's a there's a chance you're going to get in. If you have two, there's even more of a chance. And, you know, so it's something I think now in the back of our heads is more, is it going to happen to us? There's probably no chance for us because we're already where we are, but to make sure now the challenge is to make sure that our, our, the next generations don't have to face it quite the way we did or the thought of it. And you get scared about so many things, you know. And that brings up another aspect, the hereditary aspect. If it is hereditary, there's nothing you can do to prevent Alzheimer's. They, um, they just, just the FDA just uh, approved a drug this week. I don't, I don't know if I'm pronounce it right. It's A-D-U-C-A-N-M-U-M-A-B. <laughs> this is the first drug that's been approved that they say can slow the progression of the disease. Now it's not a cure, but you know, the drugs that they've had so far just kind of deal with the symptoms and work for a year or two. But this one, I mean, everyone on the Alzheimer's Association does seem pretty excited about it. So I'm sure there's controversy over it, but anything that can help. You said it slows the progression. Is there an an average of how many years someone can live with Alzheimer's? I don't, I don't know that off the top of my head. I know some people can live for a very long time and that is sad you know, the longer you live in that state, isn't, you know, yeah, but I, I, I think my dad had it slowly for quite a number of years. I can't remember. I, you know, I don't remember the day that he right. died. I remember that, that tax day. Mm-hmm. I don't remember when the doctor said, Hey, this is it. You know, it was quite a long time. What do you think is a common myth that people have about Alzheimer's? I don't even know. There's so many myths about Alzheimer's. <laughs> 
Well, just pick one. That people think it's curable and it's not. Once you get Alzheimer's, you're going to die with it. It might not be the thing that you die from, but you'll have it. You know, it's not curable. I think now it's getting more of a, a light on it. You know, like cancer has been something that, of course, is, is just as horrible. Right? But there's been so much research and fundraising for cancers that Alzheimer's needs to get up there, too. You would think there would be more research because it seems like it's so prevalent. But I think percentage-wise, it's very insignificant as far as research dollars going to Alzheimer's in comparison to cancer. Right. And yet, you know, they say that right now in 2021, Alzheimer's in dementia patients, it would be 255 or $355 billion to take care of that. What? And in 2050, it'll be 1.1 trillion. You know, we had the baby boomers are getting older and they're in that yes. generation. And so, you know, it's, it's going to cost so much money just to take care of everyone. And, and that doesn't even all the free, you know, care that they get from their family caregivers. Yeah, that's another thing. The family caregivers, all that they're going through. I'm going to give you a couple of minutes just to talk about anything you would like to talk about. It can be related to Alzheimer's. It could be slightly different if you want. What would you like to share? I would say that if there's something that you're passionate about, whether it's to fundraise for something or whatever it is, you know, go for it. I, I never would have thought that one person deciding, hey, let's join, let's get a team together and let's do it. Will, would have raised as much money or awareness or, you know, be known in the Wilmington Alzheimer's community as Russ's angels. It's one of those moments when you realize one person can make a difference. Just do, because once you do that, then you realize you can do a lot of things because it's not you by yourself. You don't, you start it, but then everyone's with you and behind you. And, you know, that's how we did the dinners. That's how we do the breakfast. You know, you just say, okay, but if you sit down and don't do it and you go, you know, whatever, read a book, which is great, but you're not going to change what you want to change unless you just say, hey, somebody help me with it. Because let's face it, nobody does anything alone. There's always other people helping you. That's very true. Very true. If somebody wanted to do this, wanted to start a fundraiser or something, let's see, Alzheimer's is already established. But if they Mm -hmm. wanted to start an Alzheimer's group, they could probably just go to the, is it Alzheimer's.org website or? It's alz.org. You don't have to spell all that. That's good. I think we'd all mess it up. And if you want to go to the walk page, if you wanted to do a walk, it's it's act.alz.org. Because there may be someone listening who has been on the fence about doing this. What And like you said, just do it. If it's your passion, something you really want to do, just do it. And you don't have to have a team. You can just go by yourself. I mean, there's tons of people there. You know, it's all big one family walking to end Alzheimer's wherever you walk. So people walk by themselves. Oh, yeah. Not many, um, you know, and and quite frankly, how would you know, considering everyone's It's a crowd. When we first started, we were funny. We had these tie dye T-shirts. Everyone had the same shirt. We were all proud of ourselves. And and now it's just like, wear purple, will you? Like, (laughs) (laughs) you don't wear the same shirts anymore. No, well, the thing is that we've all walked for, so. I mean, the the core group of people have walked for so long that everyone has a shirt from one of the years that we just do that, you know. We were going to do a 10-year shirt, but then it was um, 
COVID-19. So we walked, we walked in uh, the Glasgow Park and Bear. So who, not all that many people saw us. So, so you we, still walked during COVID? Oh, yeah. What, did they walk as an organization? No, you were to walk anywhere you could with oh. or without the team. Like you could walk separately, but we all chose to walk together. I bought everyone gators. You knew it was 2020. We took our, our team pictures and we all, you know, walked around Glassfield Park. We have this sign that we earned um, back in 2014. They gave that to you? Yeah, you had to earn or have a certain amount of teams. They always have some kind of, and we did actually see a few single people in Alzheimer's t-shirts walking. Yeah, so. Very nice, that's very nice. Let's take a moment. This is, after all, the Women of Awe podcast. Can you share a story about what that means to you? What does it mean to be a woman of action, wisdom, and excellence? It means a woman who, who gets up there and does what she wants to do and makes a difference in the world and then becomes a good person just like her parents or, you know, if, even if it wasn't their parent, they have someone who's going out there making a difference and showing everyone else that it can be done no matter what, what it is, you know, everyone has their own passion and maybe you don't even know your passion, but figure it out. I'm passionate the more about more things than Alzheimer's, you know, <laughs> so I make sure that I do good things in every aspect of my life. And that's what, that's what makes somebody excellent. Thank you. Thank you very much for sharing your story with us, sharing a bit about your parents. Of course, we will support you this year with, we're going to give you some sort of monetary contribution like we always do. When is the Alzheimer's walk this year? The walk is October 23rd, but you can donate to Alzheimer's at any time. This is actually Alzheimer's and Brain Awareness Month in, in the month of June. Uh, so there's no time like the present to donate. Um, so if you want to donate to my particular team, you can go to act.alz.org slash go to slash Margaret Russ. M-A-R-G-A-R-E-T-R-U-S-S, as in Sam. And then you could donate right there. You could also join my team if you're here in the Wilmington area. You could join the team. We, we love to have any, anyone on our team. We're, we're kind of rowdy, so just be wearing, <laughs> be wearing purple. But it is October 23rd, and it's uh, I can't remember exactly where it is. It's, it's a new place this year, but it's in, it's in Wilmington. It's at a park. Thank you. We've got all the information we need for that. I find it interesting, though, that this is the month for Alzheimer's. It's brain awareness this month. Alzheimer's and brain awareness. Yeah. And then you walk in October. But what you have to realize is that people walk all across the country. So walks are different times. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's just the walk for Wilmington. The one in, uh, in Philadelphia is in November. I mean, they're all different. Days. So, okay. All right. That I didn't know that. That's something to think about. So you could go to Philadelphia and walk in a different, a totally different day. Correct. Yeah, they all walk. The funny thing is that my sister walks in Bangor, Maine, and hers is on the exact same day. So we can't. Oh, well. <laughs> but um, yeah, they're all across the country. They've already happened for the year, I imagine. Okay. Now, I mean, they might still happen the other way, but yeah, there's oh. um, there's also one in Rehoboth Beach and Atlantic City. I mean, they're all over, so all over the place. All right. Well, once again, thank you again, Margaret, for sharing with us today. Truly appreciate it. And good luck to you and your Russ's Angels. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you for joining me on the Women of Awe Action, Wisdom, and Excellence podcast. 
If you are a woman of action or know of one who you think would be a good fit for the podcast, please contact me via email, womenofawe at adriandillard.com, womenofawe at adrian, A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E, Dillard, D-I-L-L-A-R-D.com. Or you can post to our Facebook page. Always remember to be the best you that you can be. That is the best path to excellence. I hope you can join us next week. Please don't forget to support us by subscribing.